0: Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, the host of this glorious nine-day-a-week affair uh, that we are conducting as we lead up to the NFL season. Joining me on the horn as they do almost every single day of their lives, Sean Wagner McGulf and John Breach, a special edition, gentlemen, the Cuts Podcast. Hey, Happen to be here. Enthusiasm. Sean in a tank top, naturally. Um, concerned that he won't make it to the gym on time. Chugging protein. I'm not making this up. He's All this is true, right, Breach? He's he's drinking protein powder. He's wearing a tank top, and he's like melting down about not being able to make it to the gym by 2 o'clock p.m. his well, time.
1: Well, here's the thing is I try, I try to take advantage of our unorthodox work schedules and try to go to the gym when people don't go to the gym so I don't have to fight over space. And I've been waiting here thirty minutes for you to start this dang podcast. That's... And now we're gonna start cutting into when people start going to the gym after work, and I'm gonna be stuck there like a normal everyday Joe. I'm just trying
2: to get in and get out without seeing anyone. Hey, right? uh Sean, what's wrong with being an average Joe? They did win the World Dodgeball Championship in two thousand four. Boom. Led by Peter's... Matt LaFleur's brother, Peter LaFleur. <laughs> That's a good point. Who got There's fired? There's nothing wrong
1: with being an average Joe. It's just Look, man, I I feel it for the people who have to go to the gym after work. If you ever go to the gym after work, like normal work hours, it's terrible. There's don't, so many people there. Don't get a kid. I,
0: don't get a kid. If you have a kid, you'll be going to the gym late.
1: Or just not at all.
0: Yeah, or not at all like me. But that's really <laughs> not like I could have gone this morning. I just didn't really feel it. Um, So uh, this is going to be – we're recording this on Friday evening. And uh, this is the Cuts podcast. NFL teams are trimming rosters. We're going to do some news and notes and then get to maybe some of the bigger storylines, I 10 or so big storylines of, of, of the, the first wave of cuts. Bear in mind, there could be more cuts. Uh, we'll review those uh, as we get closer, you know, as, as the weekend wraps up. We've also already recorded uh, a, uh, a long, it's like 75-minute long, podcast for labor day that will drop on monday so get excited for that we have uh, myself sean and uh and john doing bold predictions
2: but first yes let me just say that just get a six pack of white claw on sunday or monday for labor day and get ready for that podcast you'll love every second of it but mainly you'll love it more if you're drinking the white claw like me and brinson
0: who doesn't love white claw Ain't no Ryan law. Wilson. Ain't no law when you're drinking the claw, Sean. As everybody knows, I might get drink, I drank a white claw yesterday. Felt good. It got loose.
1: We tried to, we tried to get white claws when we were in Florida and, and Ryan shot it down. Yeah. What a clown.
0: Uh, let's get to some news and notes. Rolanda McLean. Former, uh, Cowboys and, uh, Ravens quote unquote standout. Former Alabama standout is probably more accurate. Uh, McLean has been reinstated. By the NFL, big deal or no deal, Sean?
1: Uh, no deal. Just because look, the last time he played was 2015. Um, to your point, he's an Alabama standout, which means he didn't really accomplish much in the NFL when he was eligible to play. I mean, I mean, this is the kind of guy who, if he joins a contender, it's a low risk, um, high reward type of signing because he obviously had that potential coming out of Alabama. I don't think it's worth getting worked up. What's that? He's taking eighth overall by the Raiders, so I guess that's it. Right. Uh... But I just, I mean, I would not expect him. If you were set as over-under on eight games played this year and <laughs> – Three sacks. I would take the under.
0: Three sacks. I would take the over under on like one snap for the rest. I would take the under on one snap for the rest of his career. He last played in 2015. Uh, he was suspended indefinitely in 2016 for a repeated failed drug tests. He's the linebacker. It's not like he's a pass rusher. Um, the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys tried to keep him around, couldn't get it, you know, couldn't work. So uh, to me, not a surprise. The Cowboys are expected, by the way, to cut him once he is uh, finally reinstated.
1: Reunion with Oakland.
2: You know what? Here's the thing is that he did – he was suspended out of football a whole year in 2013 and came back and started 12 games for the Cowboys. And granted, there's a huge difference between out of football for one year and out of football for three years or missed three full seasons like he has done now. But I just think that it's been really interesting because he's obviously a huge, 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 huge draft bust. But the fact that he went from horrible with the Raiders, not playing any games in 2013, and then – Almost two full seasons after that is kind of weird. So maybe he can go be a backup linebacker somewhere. The Cowboys,
0: uh, over the span of, I mean, excuse me, the, the Cowboys, the Raiders. So here are, here is every single pick the Raiders had in the first round from 2007 through 2013. It is Jamarcus Russell, Darren McFadden, Darius Hayward Bay, Rolanda McLean, And DJ Hayden, because then they didn't have uh, a first round pick in 2011 or 2012. That is how you ruin a franchise, right there,
1: real quick. Where did those first round picks go in 11 and 12?
0: What? Oh, those are the Carson Palmer picks
1: to the Uh to the
0: Bengals. Yeah. Well, did one go to the Patriots for Randy Moss? Is that right? I mean, to the no, that's not right. To the Vikings. Vikings for is that right? Why am I guessing? Why would you Why would you ask me that? I don't
1: know. You were,
0: I was in like high school. One of them, you were in high school. One of them is definitely the Carson Palmer pick.
2: The Carson Palmer trade was the greatest heist of all time. I'll gladly relive that with anyone who ever wants to talk about it. Just ask me about it on Twitter. Go all in. So your
0: excuse, your excuse for not. Oh yeah, I was right. One of them was Richard Seymour. One was the Patriots for Richard Seymour. The other was Carson Palmer. Um, so your excuse for not knowing something that happened in 2011 is I was in high school?
1: You didn't know either. I was just asking a question I am, knew.
0: I immediately you said- You were covering
1: the NFL back then. I wasn't covering the NFL back then.
0: I immediately said one was Carson Palmer. I think the other was the Patriots, but I, I got confused with the Randy Moss thing, admittedly. Um, hmm. I'm going to say that you you can't use that excuse, Sean. That's bad. It's bad. Oh,
1: what excuse? I was just asking if you knew.
0: I was in high school. I don't know.
1: Um, Moving along.
0: Dak Dak Des Bryant was defended have I started drinking was defended by Zeke Elliott uh who pointed out and said uh on Twitter uh, Des quote tweeted a fan and said you're blind they pay who they want and when they want please don't have me break this down into more details read between the lines and he also added what about what has sacrificed his body potential CTE God forbid plus Jerry out of all people should know people make mistakes really we shouldn't be worrying about nobody money for my hardcore fact. Facts, he deserves whatever he's asking for. No game this life. He also pointed out that he would do some things differently if he could go back and do it again. And that he believes being underpaid by the Cowboys led to some fractured emotional issues between himself and
2: Dallas. Buying or selling Des Bryant's advice for Zeke Elliott. Breach. I'm buying all of this. This is... The fact that Dez Bryant literally went through everything Ezekiel is going through, Dez is having all these regrets. They're playing out on Twitter like, hey, man, I should have felt out and asked for more money. You're doing the right thing here. And we literally just had Jerry Jones go on radio this week and say, well, 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 you need to honor your contract. I don't want Zeke (laughs) coming in here not honoring his contract. So honor your contract. And the crazy thing about that is Dez Bryant got cut. The Cowboys didn't honor their contract they had with des so it's like the fact that jerry jones can come out and say one thing while the cowboys are doing another thing makes des really the perfect guy to defend ezekiel elliott in this situation and i loved everything he said he's got just like i mean des bryant is impossible to follow on twitter because he sends out like 90 tweets a minute uh but the ones i have seen they all make sense and they all are telling zeke to go get your money man just you need to stay held out until you get the money and rob the Cowboys blind. Make $20 million a year. Just do something. And so, yes, I love this advice from Des.
0: Speaking of money, Rodney Hudson of the Oakland Raiders got paid. According to Tom Pellicero of NFL Media, the Raiders signed Hudson to a three-year, $33.75 million contract extension that will make him the NFL's highest-paid center, $24.4 million in guarantees for the 30-year-old. Uh, you. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Sean? As a you know, our resident offensive line guru and favorite Tom Cable fan, what do you think about this move by the
1: Raiders? I think it's important because they're going to have a new franchise quarterback next year, and they need to make sure he's well protected. Ah. And so, <laughs> if you look at Rodney Hudson's 2018 season, uh, look, the Raiders were terrible. Obviously, he was fantastic, and according to Pro Football Focus, didn't allow a single sack. Um, He allowed only one quarterback hit and four quarterback pressures. To put that into context, no other center last year um, with at least 1,000 snaps surrendered fewer than eight hurries. Uh, so he was by far, according to Pro Football Focus's uh, metrics, the best center in football. And again, I think the important thing is this doesn't really matter that much for the upcoming season. He was already under contract. He was already going a play. But the Raiders will probably, all jokes aside, take a quarterback in next year's draft. Um, and their priority should be making sure that quarterback steps in um, to a team that is able to help them grow and, you know, develop right away. And so I think it's important they lock them up for the long term.
0: Also in the news, Jarrett McKinnon to the injured reserve. It's a real – or reportedly going to the injured reserve, but John Lynch said that he had a setback. Speaking of KNBR, it's a real bummer because you keep getting to the final step, and the final step is actually playing NFL football, and particularly at his position where you have to make hard cuts. You have to put your foot in the ground, and we did it a month ago, and he kind of regressed. And I would say yesterday we had a similar situation. Sounds like Breach. That, uh, this is a no-go for Jarek McKinnon in 2019. As I told, uh, 97.5, might actually, I might have actually told KNBR, I don't know, some radio, 97.5 in the Bay Area on, uh, Thursday afternoon. Is that KNBR, Sean?
1: No, that's the game.
0: Ah, yes, 97.5, the game. I was on with, um, Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto, and I, I sort of like lashed at, uh, you know, Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan. I was like, hey, look, you want to start looking at these guys' track record? Like this is just another, like, bad mark on their, on what they've done so far uh, running this franchise. I mean, they signed a running back to a big old pile of cash, and he hadn't played a
2: game for him. I mean, Breach, at some point, do we start saying, what about your job, Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think you pin a lot of this on John Lynch also because he's the one – the front office is the one negotiating contracts. And you look at the 49ers' two big signings of the past few years, or one of them's a trade, but – Jimmy Garoppolo getting the huge extension, and Jarek McKinnon. And between those two, they have played what? Three, four combined games? Garoppolo played three or four. Five, six. Garoppolo's played. He played five. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played the end of the season. I'm talking about since he got his extension. So since he got the big money. Um, So you're talking about Jarek McKinnon got like $12 million guaranteed at signing, $18 million guaranteed in the contract. What's that? Three
0: games is what he's played.
2: Okay. So yeah, so McKinnon is going to walk out of San Francisco with $18 million for playing zero games. He's not played a game. And then Garoppolo and and injuries are bad luck, but you know, like at some point you need money. You got the investments have to be smart and they just haven't been. So I think Shanahan and John Lynch should both be on the hot seat. And if 49ers not good this season, then you got to think about making a change, which of course is Sean's nightmare. Is Shanahan getting fired and going to Green Bay?
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I feel like it was, what, two years ago? We were talking about how John Lynch swindled the Bears and he got a huge steal in uh, Reuben Foster at the end of the first round. And now
0: – Solomon <laughs> Thomas, he's a blue-chip prospect. <laughs> Nick Bosa, what a steal. I mean, Bosa's already hurt, and they're like – they, I mean, these guys are such pros. When the
1: they? They? No, exactly. It's like, what who? What the
0: Patriots doing? The only team that Bill Belichick was willing to give Jimmy Garoppolo to because he respects Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch so much. Uh, he, you know, he loves Jimmy. It's like, it's like, or... Or, and this is revisionist history, but or he screwed somebody else over in a trade deal and gave him a crappy quarterback for a second, high second round pick. I don't know. You tell me. And
1: here's the worst part about this Jerick McKinnon stuff is the 49ers didn't learn their lesson because they went out and they did it again and they gave Tevin Coleman a big contract. And that doesn't mean Tevin Coleman's a bad player. But if you look at the 49ers roster, they have Matt Breida on their team, an undrafted free agent who last year had 1,075 yards from scrimmage and five touchdowns. He doesn't cost anything. So right on their roster, they have the perfect example of why you don't pay running backs in free agency. You can find them anywhere, and they did it twice.
2: They're investing money in running backs like it's nineteen ninety-two, and they have terrible wide receivers. Like I like Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis, but we're not talking like like you don't have Julio
0: Jones on this roster, Kyle. Why are you paying running backs? Go like you got Tevin Coleman for dirt cheap in the draft. Go get dirt cheap running backs. The, who who uh, who is the the fourth round pick they gave up uh, in the trade with Denver? Uh, as well, uh, the other guy, um, oh, God. anyway,
1: uh, um, <laughs> time to so, Google. EK yeah, is banging his fist against the shall, computer screen.
0: Shall we Google a player's name really quick? <laughs> 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 um, I'm kidding. But, uh, elsewhere in the news, uh, I'll, I'll think of it in like five minutes. It's not Jamal Williams. I'll remember it in a second. Um, Jason Pierre Paul, according to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Rick Stroud, great guy. Awesome work. Kills it. I'm doing that just to annoy EK. Uh, <laughs> he said that he's like, He's like, if I hear you talk about how so and so is a great person when you're talking about this report on the NFL Network one more time, I'm gonna stab my, I'm gonna stab my uh, car stereo. Rick, anyway, Rick Stroud, Tip of Times, fantastic dude, reports that the Buccaneers will, uh, will be missing Jason Pierre Paul for a minimum of six weeks with a neck injury. Sean, as our resident neck injury and car crash expert, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, uh, the Buccaneers defense? It, it, I mean, here's the, the lead from, from Rick is the Bucs will be out without their sack leader at least until the middle of October and more likely November if he plays at all. I'm not buying, I'm not buying that Jason Pierre Paul is strolling back in six weeks from now.
1: Yeah. And for as much talk as we've given the, uh, the Jameis Winston revival under Bruce Arians and all that, I think the biggest issue in Tampa Bay is still their defense, even though they devoted a ton of draft picks, uh, to that side of the ball. If you look at last year's sack production, Jason Pierre Paul led the team in 12 and a half. In second place was Carl Nassib with six and a half. And then Gerald McCoy is obviously not there with six. So I'm not sure where this team is going to generate a pass rush. Um, and here's the good news is they you really can't get, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's replacing McCoy's production, you could say in there. Um, the good news for them is, look, it can't get any worse. They were the worst defense in football last year. Uh, if you go by DVOA, I would expect them, even though they made some nice picks for the future, you know, including at linebacker early on in the first round, I would expect this defense to remain terrible. I don't think it helps that they're situated in the NFC South and they have to play the likes of the Saints and the Falcons and the Panthers. Um, and that defense is why I still think the Buccaneers are going to be bad, regardless of what Jameis Winston and Bruce Arians put together. Um, and I, you know, and e- even if Jason Pierre Paul was fully healthy, I would not be high on this defense. Um, so obviously that's an even bigger blow then.
0: Mm. All right. Let's take a quick It's good, great analysis, Sean. That's Mm -hmm. why we—that's why we keep you around for that neck, Mm -hmm. head, shoulder, neck. You're like, um, you're like an ENT, but just for necks, necks and car crashes. Head,
2: shoulders, and Sean also does knees and toes. Head, shoulders, totaled Hondas.
0: Sean. Hey, Sean. Speaking of cars, what happened to your car? So let me get this straight. Your car battery died.
1: Yeah, I mean it was my fault. So, so so when they're street sweeping, so on. Thursdays on one side of the street, it's twelve thirty to three thirty street sweeping. So you get a ticket, right, if you're if you're there. Oh, so um, they don't like sweep your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The truck sweeps it away and you never see your car. No,
0: again. I mean like they don't just roll through and like gash your car with the No, sweepers. no,
1: you, no. So the procedure is the parking cop comes like thirty minutes before the truck to sweep it and they hand out tickets. I think it's like sixty five dollars or something like that.
2: I haven't had one since I've been parking on the street for the last year. Did you not get so, one yesterday? Well, so, let me just chime so, in so, right so. now. I got to chime in because they are ruthless in Oakland. I left my car parked on a street-sweeping day on Christmas Eve because I assumed they wouldn't street-sweep on Christmas on Eve Christmas because it's a holiday, and those street-sweepers showed up, and I got a ticket. I don't even know if I paid that ticket, and I if I didn't, I'm not going to because that made me mad. I'm so upset t- about
1: it. Take a stand, Breach. We're all, all right. with you. So anyway, so let's do so, a, all right,
0: we'll take a break and that. No, just kidding. go ahead
1: Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts at twelve thirty and so what I usually do is I you know, we we work from home is I'll get in my car at twelve twenty, drive to a coffee place, and then at three thirty when it ends, drive right back and get a good parking spot on my block. So I go out to my car at twelve twenty, hmm. key's not working. And, uh, at First I was like, the the battery of my key must be dead. So I went back to my apartment, got my spare, key's still not working. So, so I manually
0: battery get and get
1: in your key? Yeah, like the, you know, a car key that you press the button to unlock the door.
0: Yeah, but you didn't try to turn the key? No,
1: no, no. Well, that's what I did next. I just figured it was the battery in my car keys. I haven't got those replaced in a while. So I get into the car, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I realize the battery's dead. And I look up, and my light switch was switched on. Uh. I, I didn't use my car in, like, two days. So that'll do it. So I'm like, crap, it's 1225. I'm going to get a ticket. So I called Mazda's roadside assistance to get me a jump. And they were like, it's going to take roughly an hour. And I was like, I have a shot here. Because I know the parking ticket doesn't come until, like, 1 o'clock. That's when they start checking. So I was like, it's going to be tight. So I'm sitting in my apartment. I'd given up because you could have a map and it shows you where the car is coming from. And I was like, it's not going to happen. I'm going to get a ticket. And then the guy calls me and he's like, I'm on your block. Where are you? So I sprint outside. He gives me the jump, and he's like, I need you to sign these couple of things, and I look, and at the beginning of the block, I'm at the end of the block, the parking cop has arrived, and he's giving the only other car in the block a ticket, and me and the guy look at each other because he's parked behind me, and he just looks at me, and he goes, go. And so we both run to our cars get in, and I, drive, I speed away right as the parking cop's getting back into his car to come up to me, so – it was quite the adrenaline rush.
0: <laughs> was the cop gonna give you a ticket if you were driving not you be like, hey, I was just jumping in my
1: car I'm driving away now. Is he gonna give you a ticket anyway? As Brief said, they're ruthless. Ruthless,
2: Brenton. I- they are ruthless. My really?
1: other plan was to sit there and when he comes, just be like, Look, man, like my battery died. I'm gonna be out of here by the time the sweeping truck actually comes. But I doubt I would have been able to talk my way out of it.
0: I got a ticket on right in Rightsful Beast, they're really bad too. I got a ticket for I wasn't parked
2: in the square, like the rectangle. Like I was like, my like, I had a wheel that was, uh,
0: like, on the line.
2: I got, oh, yeah, no, man, that's on you. you got to park in the square. That's anarchy if you start letting people park outside the square. Because then it just ruins the whole... That's classic Brentson behavior
1: too. You know what I mean? Like
2: he parks over the line, he's too lazy to fix it. He's like No, 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 no. That's the nah, nah. classic Brentson nope. move. A TBM. Total hey, Brentson. Nah, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You can indict
0: me for a lot of stuff and I get why you would think that I'd like think I'm above the law in this situation. I am very very diligent when it comes to parking and driving matters. I do not care. I don't I don't care for people who don't for people if you take up two spots, I think you should be publicly executed
2: i <laughs> agree or disagree i mean Brenton, this isn't 1920s russia get,
0: get out of the left lane unless you're going fast you need to be going seven miles yeah, above the I'm speed limit you unless that. you're in the left lane if you double park you're going to hell um I've got to tell you, the biggest benefit of having a child now—I don't know if you guys know this—I have a five-year-old. Is that uh you can use the uh customer with child parking at the grocery store. And like, I love pulling in. I'm like looking like, who wants to question if I got a kid in the back of this car?
2: Where do you shop? My
0: grocery store doesn't have
2: that. Harris Teeter
0: has. Oh my god, Harris Teeter
2: drives me nuts. Oh, Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter. Harris
0: Teeter has like three rows of child customer with child parking, and then an additional like two or three rows of like veteran parking. In addition to the handicap parking, so like, like if you just pull in Harris Teeter as like a regular person, you have to park like nine miles away from the store.
1: It's, it's quite. Big. My, my least favorite part of my week besides talking to you guys on this podcast is what? trying to park at Trader Joe's. You would, you would. Shop. Maybe you shouldn't
0: shop at Trader Joe's. You would shop at Trader Joe's. What? It's, it's cheap.
1: Their wines cheap compared to Whole Foods, maybe. Yeah, well, those are. I mean, it's either Safeway, Trader Joe's, or Whole Foods, or Ber- Berkeley is too far away. But that is the goat of grocery stores. What the a cheapest month. best grocery store in the world?
0: What a millennial! All right, let's take a break from hearing Sean talk, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get right back to talk about the cuts <laughs> that have gone down in the early wave. Okay, so we are fully aware as we're doing this podcast that not we're not going to catch every cut. We get it; it's just not going to happen. It's too hard to do. Um, you can't time it that way. 4 p.m. Saturday is the deadline for cuts to be made. If something crazy happens, um, and I don't know what crazy would qu- like, so like Carlos Hyde getting cut, not crazy enough to warrant an emergency podcast. Um, <laughs> Damian Williams getting cut,
2: probably no. Nah. I was going to say, Brinson, what is the threshold? What would warrant an emergency podcast? Who would have to get cut? Well, so like, I mean, Andrew Luck retire- Any kicker, an- if a starting oh, kicker man. gets cut, I think that you wouldn't fire one up, but I would, Andrew, but I, I mean, I'm not in charge. I mean, <laughs>
0: Andrew Luck retiring was like, like an automatic, like we all knew, like I said a text. It was like, everybody's like, we're in, we're in. Even Ryan was like, why do we have to wait up for Sean? Why do we have to wait so long for Sean to get back from this birthday party? I mean, I've got stuff to do like sleep. And it's
1: like Ryan. <laughs> Sounds nothing like right. I know, I was just being <laughs>
0: Um but uh yeah, I mean I think that um I, I don't know. I'm trying to uh did Davein maybe? Like they were Clowney saying in a first round pick to the Dolphins. <laughs> that would that would warrant an emergency podcast, I think, right? I mean
1: I think Damian Williams getting cut could maybe just cuz he's on the Chiefs,
2: the team that well, some I, are predicting to win the Super Bowl. Bengals trading Andy Dalton to the Colts for a first round pick, that would probably, right? Yeah,
1: that would, that would, that would warrant. No one's gonna make a cut that, that demands an emergency podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's a cut out there unless it's like, it would have to be like, uh, Litter for Net. And I don't even know if that would be an emergency podcast. Like even if Clown, even if they rescinded the franchise tag on Clowny, I don't know. That's close. So probably not getting an emergency podcast on Saturday. Plus, you know, NC State
2: game. Sean has a date. Are you done? And to, my family's in town. They only visit me once a year. They can't handle me more than that.
0: Are you, uh, are you done talking about your dating life on this podcast, Sean?
2: That's right. I am done talking about my dating life on this podcast. You got too
1: many
0: tweets from people about your dating life?
1: Yeah, it's, it's getting into that. Nah, we're just, we're
2: done.
0: What, uh, what happened with the last lovely lady you were talking with?
2: Uh, let's move on to cuts. Sean, I signed you up for the bachelor.
0: Suffice to say you got cut. Is that what you're saying? Did you make the cut? Yes or no?
2: Oh, my goodness. Let's get to the cut. Yes or no cut. Let's get to the cut. Sean the... doesn't want to talk about his Let's dating life, so I'm, I'm going to tell a quick cut story. Uh, so my dad got cut in 1993, 37 years old. It was his final training camp with the Bengals. He gets cut like September 1st or whatever final cut day was. And people always wonder. You see all these tweets like, uh, all these people are losing their jobs. You should feel sad for them. And I was in sixth grade at the time, and I found out, and I cried for like an hour. Mm. And then I told my parents I didn't want to go to school the next day because I thought all the kids would make fun of me because my dad got cut by the bangle. And so they had like forced me to go to school, and they gave me a ride to school. They never gave me a ride to school. I always took the bus or walked. And so it was an emotional moment, guys. Uh. I just thought I would I would share that anecdote so that Sean – just so you I know, making a sad people, face. people can't, people can't, dating
0: life. people can't see this because we don't have a video podcast yet, but we will soon enough. Breach started telling a sad story about how he was a kid and his dad got cut and he got made fun of at school. And Sean picked up his phone and started like, uh, okay
2: cupiding with, uh, whoever you got, whoever. Yeah, and, and the orders I started telling it was to rescue him because he didn't want to talk about his dating life. So that's the last time I helped you, Sean. You just blew it, man. I was listening. Your I safety that. He just pulled the he last just, string. He just, and it, it's empty. He just well, look, it. guys,
1: we we spent earlier. I mean, the listeners don't know this, but I, we spent 90 minutes earlier talking. Now, now we're we just spent 20 minutes on a car grocery store tangent. I'm just, you know, I'm reaching my my limit here.
2: Your car tangent, bro. We you have started the week sourced. one of the regular season, and you're already at your limit for podcast or today. Look, man, it's the That's predictions like it. thing. It's
0: all right, let's get into it. The Ravens dumped a former first-round pick named Shane Ray. So that means Shane Ray's only team he's ever played for in his actual game time is the Denver Broncos, who did not retain their services as their pass rusher. Uh, Shane Ray dumped by Baltimore is interesting because Baltimore uh, does, in fact, I think sort of needs some pass rush help. He's got just 14 career sacks. Eight of them came in 2016 as a 23-year-old. We also had a forced fumble and a touchdown scored as Denver produced the number one defense in the league. But Ray has not been very effective the last two years. Just seven starts over 19 games and just two sacks with Denver. Um, I don't know. I don't think this bodes very well uh, for for Shane Ray's chances of being an impact player for somebody in 2019 if the Ravens don't want to keep him, and he's a day-one cut.
1: Yeah, and it's also another mark against uh, John Elway's Draft record, Um, you know. Um, I I still think he's going to get signed by someone that's depth. I mean, already I was thinking, being the Bears homer I am, that they do need depth at outside linebacker in terms of pass rushing. If you look at what's after Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack. And uh, I don't think Aaron Lynch has been that impressive um, so far this summer. So I see him landing with a contender type of team. and. I mean, anytime a guy's a first-round pick from four or five years ago, they're going to get another chance. And you mentioned that eight-sack season going into 2017. We were talking about him. I feel like as a big breakout guy, and I b- believe he broke his hand or suffered some sort of injury that set him back. So I'm not ready to completely give up on him right now, and I think he'll land somewhere. Uh, it just seemed like Baltimore was the perfect landing spot because he was on a on a contender that could have used him, you know, as a situational pass rusher. So if it's not happening there, um, I'd have to think other contenders who want help at p- pass rusher will definitely take a look at him.
0: Also, the Ravens cut Elliot Fry, their quote-unquote, according to John Breach, superstar backup kicker. Where uh where can old Elliot Fry land, John? Maybe even a place that could uh, warm the warm the cuckles. Is it warm the cuckles? Is that right? Did I say something of uh, warm the cuckles of uh, John Sean Wagner and Russ
2: Hart? Is that right? warm shots. I don't think he's going to land in Chicago because he was just there. The Bears dumped him because they said Eddie Pinheiro is so much better. And you know what then? You know what Eddie Pinheiro did in the uh, fourth preseason game? He shaked an extra point. He missed an extra point as bad as you can possibly miss an extra point. Uh, but as for Elliott Bryant, I think the two teams that would probably be the most interested in bringing him in are the Minnesota Vikings, because that is just a total disaster. And of course, we know they love to go after a Ravens kicker. The good time – the good news for them is that they don't have to give up a fifth-round pick to land Elliott Fry like they did with Kari Bedwick. Uh The other team that might and that really hasn't gotten the press of the Vikings or the Bears is the Jets. The Jets' kicking situation is a disaster. They let Jason Myers, who went to the Pro Bowl last year, they let him walk. Jason Myers now in Seattle. Uh, their kicker retired. They signed Chandler Cantazaro. He retired instead of play for the Jets. And then they brought in Taylor Bertolette, who went two for five Thursday night in the Jets final preseason game. And that was before he had been two for four. So I can't do, I think the math is four for nine. That's 44%. That doesn't even cut it in like division three college. So if you're the Jets, you have the only kicker on your roster is a guy who hit 44%. I think they're probably. The most likely scenario for giving Elliot Prya a call and then the Vikings and then the Bears.
0: I am never not amazed at the depth of John Breach's kicker knowledge. He's like, and of course then the third kicker for the Jets retired and the last guy, Jason Myers, 78.7% career percentage and they don't want this guy. Are you kidding me? Um, insane. It is insane. It is insane. Uh, <laughs> moving along, another, another, do you know that the Jaguars cut both a first-round pick and a former number one overall pick? In fact, that could be your headline breach. You won't guess which first, which number one overall pick the Jaguars just cut. You know why? Because you won't guess it. Because it was Terrell Pryor, and he's the first and number one overall pick in the supplemental draft. Uh, Prior drafted in the third round of the supplemental draft, but the first overall pick uh, in the 2011 SUP draft by the Raiders, has uh, now played for the Raiders, Browns, Redskins, Bills, Jets, and Jaguars. He has 311 career passing attempts, 115 career receptions, 77 of which came with the Browns in 2015. Sean, is this the end of the line for the former Ohio State star?
1: I think so, and it's it's actually really disappointing because I remember. After that 2016 season, when he had 1,000 yards, he mentioned 77 catches, and the Browns didn't sign him. I, I feel like I even wrote a story, you could probably find it, where I was criticizing the Browns for not keeping him because, look, making the transition from quarterback to receiver is hard. It doesn't happen very often. And it looked like he, A, did it successfully, and B, was on the cusp of an even bigger breakout than what he put together in 2016. And then he went to Washington in 2017, on a one-year prove-it type of deal, and I thought it was going to be one of the best signings of the offseason because I thought he was still, you know, on the ascent. Since then, I mean, he hasn't even been rosterable. I mean, since that 2016 season, he's got 36 passes from 492 yards and three touchdowns, and I just think if he can't stick on the Jags depth chart where they have, you know, D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee, and after that, I mean, Chris Conley. D.J. Shark. Uh, yeah, it's just if he can't stick there, I'm not saying he's not going to get signed by another team at some point, it'll probably happen, but I think we're fully out on the idea of Terrell Pryor um you know being a legitimate starting receiver in this league, which a couple years ago it looked like he was on that path.
0: By the way, just really quickly for those that were wondering, you were you were thrown off by cockles, warmed the cockles
1: of one's heart. Don't you remember Cockles. It sounded like you were saying something else. No, clams and cockles.
0: Clams and cockles. Oysters, clams, clams and cockles. Well cockles. Is
1: that your aria voice?
0: Oysters, clams, clams and cockles. Uh cockles are heart shaped, but warm the cockles actually comes from uh it's a it's a uh corruption, if you will, of the Latin name for the heart ventricles. So cockles, ventricles. So in other words, when you warm the cockles of someone's heart. You were warming their ventricles,
2: Sean. And I or hit. in other words, maybe you should have taken a Latin class at Cal, Sean, and you would have yeah. known that. Maybe if you, you were at right your now. smart school where you argue with the professors.
0: Maybe if you weren't so busy like bragging on social media about how you were gonna go to the gym in an hour, you would have taken a Latin class. At Cal. Hey, let me
2: let me just chime in real quick on Terrell Pryor because sure. uh, Sean's article that he wrote, it all, I think we all thought he was gonna have a huge 2017 after that 1,000 yard season because, a, he did it with the Browns. The fact that any receiver could have that kind of success in Cleveland. And then not only did he do it with the Browns, he had three different quarterbacks throwing him the ball. And that's why I think everyone was like, he's going to be huge. He's going to be a pro bowler for years to come. He got over a 1,000 yards with Cody Kessler, Josh McNown, and RG3 throwing him the ball. Three different starters that season for a horrible team. So it is really mind-blowing how fast, how far he fell and how fast he fell. And, yeah, if he can't cut it in Jacksonville, I think this is probably the end of the line for him.
0: Just so you know, uh, 2011 supplemental draft would have been held in, uh, I guess, July or June or July of 2011. Pretty sure that's. I think I started at CBS in June or July of 2010. But I've been banging out Terrell Pryor stories for like uh, nearly a decade, <laughs> and they always do crazy traffic. It's the I, weirdest Ohio thing. State. I guess. I mean, like, we write about Terrell Pryor just goes nuts. Um, I actually just found a story. Uh, this is actually kind of crazy. Check this out. Look, uh, it's a list. I'm going to show you guys. It's a list of eligible players for the supplemental draft the year after. Can you see that? Do you, can you see
2: who's on the uh, picture? I see it. I see it. Do you know who that picture is of? is showing us his laptop computer. Who is Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon. <laughs> oh, and it's
0: crazy. This is how you start to realize
1: you're old as hell. Um, you know what I was doing in way, July 2011? I
0: was in high school. Uh, in, I uh, was
2: getting ready for my first semester of college. Yeah, you I realized just, I was old when Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, that's right. Um he worked way, at CBS his whole entire career. Think about it. Dayton
0: that. Jones, which I always thought was a really cool name, but never produced. Uh, former first round pick out of UCLA, drafted by the Packers in uh, in uh, 2013, was also cut by the Jaguars. Was Ten career sacks. He was one of those guys that sort of brought down Ted Thompson and that that p- attempted dynasty by the Packers with uh, with Aaron Rodgers. The defense never got going. The Raiders cut a uh, a big-name linebacker, and a very nice fella in Brandon Marshall. Met him at the Super Bowl this past year. Really good dude. Very impressed with him. Um, he only played in uh, 12 games the last two seasons. What do you think, Sean? Any chance Brandon Marshall lands somewhere else?
1: Yeah, I think he – I mean, it seems like the were indications were that he was still working his way back from an injury this summer, which kind of hindered his chances to make the final roster. So he says he's healthy now. Um, and, look, I think – with his track record, if he's healthy, he's going to get a shot somewhere, maybe at least as depth. And I would think at this stage in his career, he'd probably eye a contender. And so if you look at a potential contender that has very bad inside linebackers, I think the Rams are the first team that come to mind. Um, one of their starters, Mic- Micah Kaiser, is hurt right now. Um, they're expected to start a linebacker, Corey Littleton and Bryce Hager. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a situation where you know, Marshall could come in and at least compete, add some depth and maybe, you know, get some meaningful snaps. Um, but clearly, if you look at his pro football focus grades over the last couple of years, they've been on the decline as he's gotten more and more banged up. So I wouldn't expect to see the version of himself that he was early on in his career in Denver um, when he was really one of the league's better inside linebackers. Um, if you remember after that 2015 Super Bowl, they kept Marshall and let Danny Trevathan walk because they couldn't keep both of them. Um And, Obviously, Danny Trevathan has um, aged better in, since then, um, but I think Marshall can still help a team, and I think he'll land somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, by the way, worth pointing out, uh, someone uh, point noted that uh, the, the Raiders sold him on. Uh, John Gruden told Brandon Marshall, according to Brandon Marshall. They said, look, we want you to help us plant the fa- flag in Las Vegas. Cause he is, uh, he's from, La- he's a Las Vegas native. We feel like you're a leader and we need leaders on the defense. We need alphas on the defense. That's what John Gruden said. So that kind of made me feel good. And of course they cut him. That's John Gruden in a
2: nutshell. And I bet Gruden said the same thing to Derek Carr, which made him buy a house next door to him.
0: <laughs> don't ever Can't buy a house next roll. to your coach, right? Like just don't buy a house next to your coach. It's going to get weird at some point. Um, Elijah McGuire cut by the Tex- cut by the Jets. Excuse me, John. Could he land with the Texans?
2: If I'm a running back on the bubble, I would have rather be cut than never play the whole season because there is just room out there. There are running back needy teams. And, yeah, the first thing I'm going to have my agent do is call up Houston and say, look, stop trying to trade for anyone. Stop trying to do anything. I'll sign for not a huge price. And you can toss me in there, and I will compliment Duke Johnson perfectly – and we'll roll through that battered and beat up AFC South. So, yeah, I think uh he could absolutely end up with the Texans. And I think the Texans are going to be watching the waiver wire all weekend for running backs so that they don't have to trade for one. Because why give up anything if you can find talented guys? If Carlos Hyde gets cut, they might look at him. You know, anybody that gets cut it's a running back will probably get a call from Houston.
0: Um, Anything to add on uh Elijah McGuire? I was sort of thinking that was your wheelhouse, Sean. You're big. You love, I know you love neck injuries, car crashes, and Elijah McGuire. Uh, the Panthers cut Taylor Heineke, as well as Corn Elder. Great name. Uh, also somebody else named Cornelius, uh, there was another Cornelius cut. So rough day for people with, named Corn. <laughs> Cameron Artist Payne was also cut by the Panthers. Long time back up, five years. Probably means that they can go with Elijah Holyfield. Um, by the way, on the, Panther, or the Panthers, the the Heineke thing, he could potentially land with the Colts. I wouldn't be surprised by that. He actually has flashed a little bit in some of these games. The Panthers kind of put themselves in a weird spot because they have Cam Newton, of course, and then they added, they had Kyle Allen and Heineke, but then they drafted Will Greer. It was obvious they were going to always keep three, so it was basically like, who's going to be the primary backup between Heineke and Allen If unless Greer looked great in preseason? He didn't. Um, so they ended up going with Heineke. More importantly, though, Breach, Graham could know. Placed on IR, he is done for the year. He will not be returning. Joey Sly, the Sly guy, is their kicker for the entire season. Is this going to devastate me when it comes to the Panthers over as well as my Super Bowl bet?
2: I mean, Joey Sly looks pretty good during the preseason. but think about Graham Ganneau is that how do you give – I mean, if you're the Panthers, you give a kicker a huge contract extension, and all of a sudden he is just hurt all the time. Like It's one thing to have it happen with a player at another position – For your your kicker just to be hanging out, doing nothing, and he injured his knee towards the end of the 2018 season. They thought he was going to be ready for training camp. Then once training camp, it was like the Andrew Luck situation, except he's not going to retire and he's a kicker and it's not as big of a deal. But then by the time it got closer, it was like, well, we'll wait until the end of the preseason. By the end of the preseason, it was like, oh, he might miss the first eight weeks of the season. Now he's just done for the year. And Graham Gano has been one of the most accurate kickers in the NFL. So, you know, but – it doesn't feel like a big drop-off here as long as Joey Sly looks as good in the regular season as he did in the preseason. The Panthers should be okay, but he has never attempted a regular season kick, and there's a little bit more pressure with those. And so it's always scary when you're throwing a guy like that a little baptism by fire.
0: Uh, I would also add two more things just to this Panther thing. Uh, it, take, a, take a little gander and see if, um, see if Elijah Holyfield is owned. In your deeper leagues and your dynasty leagues, he could potentially be the number two running back behind Christian McCaffrey. I mean, if, we don't want anything to happen to Christian McCaffrey, but you know, it's worth owning, uh, it's worth taking a look at him as a possible sleeper. Jordan Scarlett, probably the, uh, the other running back, maybe worth a little, uh, a little
1: flyer. On, on that note, um, I mean, I don't, obviously Elijah Holyfield would be the number two, but, Whenever people talk about how Panthers needed like decrease McCaffrey's workload in terms of you know real life football and not run down, how are they going to do it? Yeah, how, <laughs> it's just, they just there's no one else. No offense, Elijah Holyfield no. or whatever. It's just there's no one there who's going to steal touches away from McCaffrey unless McCaffrey's banged up. No, it's a great it, point. It's just not another option.
0: There. It, it's a great point, and because like I, was, I thought the same thing as soon as they I was like they cut Cap. Well, it's like not like he was taking stuff away from McCaffrey anyway. He's just been like sort of floating there for five years after being drafted late out of Auburn. Yeah, I don't, the only way to do it is really like Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore and Cam. If you want to reduce McCaffrey snaps. Right. So like, I, I don't see how you're throwing out Scarlett and, well, and Holyfield. Yeah, you're right. I mean, McCaffrey, it, if, if Cam is healthy, you can make a case that McCaffrey should be number one in PPR. I've right.
1: been saying this, I think, because I mean, and this isn't, you know, a slight at Saquon or any of that, but Saquon's stuck on what could be a horrendous offense. Um, and McCaffrey's on what I think is going to be a pretty good offense if Cam is healthy. And there's no one to take touches away from him. Zeke has the obviously the contract issue that, you know, takes him out of the running for the number one pick. And I mean I think Kamara would be is in a pretty similar situation um to McCaffrey, except I think it's way more likely um why am I blanking the former Vikings running back who's who's the backup in New Orleans? Why am I blanking all this? Latavius Murray. Yeah. Latavius Murray every single year always vultures Scores and touches away from whoever is the running back that he's backing up. So I think it's more likely that uh, Camaro's workload is hurt a little bit um, by the running back situation there than McCaffrey is in Carolina, and I would take him number one overall in PPR leagues for sure.
0: All right, there you go. Uh, and by the way, the Panthers gave Graham Gano a huge contract uh, instead of just keeping Harrison Butker around. That was a poor decision. by the franchise, so worth noting. Uh, Cleveland. Bah, 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 bah. Breaking news. Cleveland has traded quarterback David Blow. Blow? Blow? I don't know how to pronounce it. Blah? To the Lions with the two teams trading seventh round picks in 2022.
2: <laughs> what are we doing? Can you even trade picks in 2020? I thought there was like a two-year – I thought you could only go through to the two 2021 draft. Well, who knows? It doesn't even matter.
0: Why wouldn't they just trade swap
2: 2020 seventh-round picks? What are you doing? Like what, like, is, what is happening here? They don't even know where they're going to be picking in the 2022 draft yet, right? Because like what if the Browns are picking lower and they actually get a worse pick because they swap picks with the Lions?
0: Yeah, it's weird. It makes, makes no, makes
2: almost <laughs> makes little
0: of no sense. Um, Chad Williams, former third round pick was cut by the Cardinals. Always had kind of high hopes for Chad Williams. I don't know why. Maybe because Bruce Arians talked him up a bunch during the, uh, during the preseason. That now means that, uh, the, uh, wide receiver, it was just to be a Pharaoh cup, Cooper. I almost said Pharaoh Cup because Cooper Cup uh, was cut by the uh, Cardinals as well, which reduces their wide receiver room. Larry Fitzgerald, they signed Michael Crabtree, of course. Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, Demir Bird is still on the team. A.J. Richardson and Trent Sheffield. They probably might not be done cutting at that position. Oh, and uh, Isaac Zico, of course, one of Sean's favorite players from college. The Vikings dumped D'Angelo Henderson. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and Mike Boone, the only guys – on uh, on the depth chart there for them and the Eagles, Sean cut Orlando Skandrick. Should we uh, call Ryan Wilson and ask him what he thinks? I know he loves the Eagles.
1: We should absolutely call him, but we're probably not, are we? Because he's not going to answer.
0: Should we call? Him? You guys want to call? Him?
1: I think we should call him. I mean, that produced the best segment in the history of this of this podcast.
2: Oh, he Isn't up? he like in the middle of the Amazon rainforest right now? Like, what he does? He even have a phone signal?
1: But the nice thing is,
0: he won't know. All right, I need you guys to do a little uh, chatting while I dial him up. He won't know that it's us because it's coming from a night
1: one. I'll talk about. I can talk about Scandrick. Okay. Um. So according to Ian Rappaport, um, uh, he thinks the Eagles could be bringing back Scandrick at some point early in the regular season, and I don't think that's entirely surprising. Uh, no one's going to sit here and say Romano I Scandrick is a good player, um, but I think he's rosterable, and I think he's um, deserving of at least a death spot, um, according to Pro Football Focus.
0: All right, what are we going to ask Ryan right about? Hold on. Three.
2: How's Vacation? vacation? Why has been ducking our calls?
0: Oh, it's been forwarded to an... He's we went to, we yeah. went to voicemail, guys.
2: Uh, we went to voicemail.
0: Yeah, hello. This is um, Ben Roethlisberger. Just calling to see if you have those uh, predictions done for the website. Thanks, that'd be great. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye bye now. Of course, I don't know how to hang up on him, so we have a sort of sort of a smile problem now.
2: Um, it's, well, that was the worst Ben Roethlisberger
1: impression I've ever heard. Yeah, he does the same impression for anyone that's not named Jerry Jones.
0: So the, but the fun part is we're still recording a voicemail on Ryan. All, all right, I right,
1: right, right. <laughs> mean that is fun. Right. So Skandrick was 44th among quarterbacks last year, according to Pro Football Focus's grades. Um, allowed 11.3 yards uh, per snap. Uh, tied for 34th. Again, yeah, no one's saying he's a good player, uh, but I think he's worth as a depth piece, um, for all these teams. And I think the Eagles are a team that could use depth at quarterback, so I won't be surprised if he's back.
2: He's hanging on This is in a Oh, yelling. <laughs> right, is that
1: Ryan's number? And is that the
2: that podcast the has of gone network? off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, I think that was
0: the right Ryan. I think I called the right number. Oh well. I'm, I'm surprised. Quite, you
1: really put some Ryan's number a Little on the weird,
0: podcast. little weird that Ryan Wilson doesn't have a, Personalized voicemail. My voicemail is always full, so I mean, I'm not going to judge, but I mean, like you know, whatever.
1: I don't know what my voicemail message is. I can't remember if I ever sent one. I probably did like 10 years ago.
0: Uh, all right. Any other uh, any other news that we need to cover? Cuts we need to discuss. People we need to call. If I get cut in the last 10 minutes? I don't think so, right? Thank uh, there is buzz, according to uh, Mike K, that the word going around the Eagles that they may have a trade market for running backs.
1: Wait, the Eagles, like, might be trading running backs? Yeah, they have. Makes uh, sense.
0: Yeah, they have a lot of them. They've got, uh, Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement. Of course they drafted Miles Sanders early. As a Miles Sanders owner, I would be Darren Sproles, they added. Um, Jordan Howard. Yeah, I mentioned Jordan. I didn't mention Jordan Howard. You're right. Uh, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Why would they not trade? Why would Houston not trade for one of the, why would you not call them and be like, we'll give you a, a fourth round pick for Jordan Howard?
1: I would not. Well, what did the, didn't the Bears only get like a fifth round pick for? Jordan Howard, why would you? If you're the Eagles and you flip. I think the Eagles are keeping Howard. I think they're keeping, obviously, Miles Sanders. I think it's like a Clement or Smallwood type of guy that's going to go. They don't need both of them. I'm
0: just saying if you're the Texans and you look at them and you say, they've got a
2: lot of running backs. We have
0: no running backs. Why don't we get the guy who's had production and could actually be good in our system? to Offer something for Jordan Howard.
2: And the other thing here, Aaron Wilson, the Houston Chronicle, once again reporting that Jadevian Clowney absolutely does not want to play for the Miami Dolphins under any circumstance, (laughs) which is just the most hilarious thing of the world. Can you imagine Brian Flores getting that call from the Texans and saying, hey, we'll give you Clowney a first round pick? And Flores like, yeah, 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 I want to do it. And then Clowney like jumping in on that three way call like a Ryan Wilson, like what the F? He's like, they're, I'm not going a, to South Beach. He's
0: like, I will never play for the Dolphins. If you trade for me and give them a first round pick, I will not sign there. And they're like, Ah, oh, come on, man. Why would you not do that if you're clowning? you get paid. And like, so you can't and sign the live
2: at South Beach. And,
0: but you can't sign the deal now anyway. It would be like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal, and you just blow up and then leave in the off season. Who cares? It's Weird. All right, let's get out of here. Great podcast. Fun talking to you guys for uh, two and a half hours today, Sean. Unfortunately, the gym is now closed. So uh, you'll just have to be fellow. Yeah.